Welcome to the My Beyond Life podcast. It is our hope that this podcast will help to equip, empower, and encourage you to live a life beyond the boundary and into the abundant life Christ has for you. Today, Ms. Amy will be discussing, Therefore I, Lest I, Knowing Our Tendencies. you to listen to this verse in chapter 13 verse 10 and we are going to park here for a minute and man did God give me some good stuff out of this verse therefore now remember he's writing to these people who don't trust him he's writing to these churches who are failing he's writing to these people who are in sin this is what he's writing therefore I write these things being absent lest being present I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Now, you might read that verse and just go right on over it. And I have a million times until I started thinking about emotions with it. In your Bible, I want you to underline the words, therefore I. Therefore I. Now, go on down right after the word absent. Underline lest, and then go on down after present and underline I. This is something we're going to take a look at called, therefore I, lest I. Therefore I, lest I. What do I mean by that? Paul knew his tendencies. Now listen to the verse again. Therefore, I write these things being absent. So I write these things while I'm not with you. Why? Because if I was present, I would use sharpness. Therefore, I write lest I speak. Because if I speak, I'm going to sin. If I speak, I'm going to hurt you. If I speak, I'm going to do some damage. So therefore, I write. Now, here's here's the lesson. Here's the lesson. We know our tendencies. We may deny them. We may act not like they're not there, but oh, girls, we know them. We know them. So why don't we make some concessions like Paul did? He knew if he just went in there cold turkey and looked at them people, he was going to say some things that he would regret. He was going to say some things that would hurt his testimony. He was going to say some things that would hurt these people and not help them. So therefore, he made a concession. And he wrote, instead of speaking, therefore I, lest I. So what are those tendencies that are destructive for you? What are those tendencies that you know you do in the emotional heat of the moment? Now let's make some concessions. Therefore I, lest I. Now, those are some blanks there. You guys can fill those out later. In this situation, in this volatile thing that's facing me, what can I do instead of doing this? Therefore, I, lest I. And you may be sitting there saying, but oh, the heat of the moment is just so easy to get in that flesh. And it's just so easy to do what I've always done because I don't even have to think about it. It's just there, pre-wired, pre-packaged, comes with the deal. It's part of me. All right, well, here's the thing. The verse answers the question. 
Look. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest I, being present, I should use sharpness, according to the power which the Lord hath given me. How are you going to do your therefore I, lest I, according to the power that God has given you? He has already deposited in you the power not to do it. He has already given you the power to choose differently. He's given you the choice. He's given you the power to choose another way. Not the way you've always chosen. Not what you've always done. He's given you the power to be different. According to the power. Now look at the difference. He's given you the power to either choose edification or destruction. Paul chose edification, and we're still reading it thousands of years later. And this book has edified all of the saints who've ever read it, and he spoke to those people in that letter and edified them. Your emotions have the power to edify others and yourself or to bring destruction to others and yourself. It's what are you going to do with it? Are you going to choose the path to destruction or the path to edification? If you're going to do destruction, you don't even have to think about it. You just put it in autopilot and go on your merry way. If you're going to choose edification, you're going to have to have some therefore I, lest eyes. You're going to have to journal. You're going to have to think. You're going to have to experience and explore and emerge. You're going to have to do all of those things. Give your permission to experience that emotion. But now what am I going to do with that emotion? Am I going to choose the path of edification, paved with therefore I, lest eyes? Or am I not even going to think about it and head to destruction like I have over and over and over and over again in my life and in my situation and in my relationships? What will I do? Being aware of your tendencies is absolutely huge. And if we're not aware of them, start journaling and start thinking about them. Start diving deep and figuring yourself out. Paul beat Satan to the punch, so to speak. And so can we. He saw a prime opportunity to sin. He saw a prime opportunity to destroy, and he beat it to the punch. If there's a certain behavior thing that, that your kid does that drives you absolutely bonkers, how about working with them actively on it? When you blow your cool, sit down with that kid and look at them and say, you know what, I'm sorry. Mommy yelled, mommy threw something, mommy did something. That was not right. Let's talk about that a minute. Because when you did this, it made me feel this. How can we work on my feelings? And how can we work on my behavior? And how can we work on yours? How amazing would that be if as a kid, your parent did that with you? Your parent showed vulnerability. And your parent said, you know what? I really messed up right here. I let my temper get the better of me. But let's talk about that and how I could have made a better choice.
Now let's look at your behavior and see how you could have made a better choice too. Because mommy does have feelings. And when I have to tell you to do something five times, mommy's feelings get graded on. So let's talk about you listening the first time and let's talk about me learning to keep my cool. You see, you see how that's experiencing. That's exploring. That's emerging. That's choosing edification instead of destruction. Years ago when I was in college, I went to Bob Jones University. And if any of you know, Bob Jones University is all about culture. And it's all about hoity-toity kind of stuff, okay? It's very, very cultural. Okay, well, I'm a mountain girl. And I went to this place where it was all about operas, and it was all about Shakespearean plays, and I just remember sitting there going, huh? You know, what in the world? Y'all are lucky I got shoes on. Okay? I just, I mean, it was not me at all. I couldn't stand the operas. They were screaming. You couldn't understand them. They were all in Italian. What was the purpose? I mean, I enjoyed the costumes and the scenery and all of that stuff, but I didn't enjoy the music. All right? I did enjoy, though, when once a year or so, an orchestra would come. Because it was absolutely beautiful, and I had never seen anything like it. I was used to bluegrass, okay? I was not used to orchestras. Well, they would come, and all of these buses and all of this stuff would emerge on campus, and you would have this big, big production of an orchestra, famous orchestras, okay, would come in and do this. And it was so interesting because I didn't realize in my, my small experience, how big an orchestra was, a full orchestra. Did you know that a full orchestra has about 100 instruments? I mean, 100 instruments, that's a lot of instruments. They have 16 to 18 first violins. They have 16 second violins. They have 12 violas, 12 cellos, 8 double basses, 4 flutes, 1 piccolo, 4 oboes, 4 clarinets, 4 bassoons, 5 to 8 horns, 4 trumpets, five trom or 4 trombones, 1 tuba, 1 kettle drum, 3 to 4 percussionists, and 1 to 2 harps, and 1 piano. Now, take those instruments and think emotions for just a moment. All of those instruments and one little old conductor. One little old conductor. Now, in those instruments, there's families. There's the percussion family, the woodwinds, the strings, all of those. All right, now think emotions. You're going to have the anger family, the joy family, the frustration family, the sadness family, the sorrow family. You see what I'm saying? And all these different components make up that family. And every once in a while, when all of those pieces were playing together, perfect harmony, balanced, beautiful score, following the music written by the composer, every once in a while, one instrument would have a solo. Every once in a while, everything would go dark, and the spotlight would hit that one instrument. And for that one brief moment in time, all eyes and all ears were on that one violin or that one flute or that one piccolo or whatever it was. Now think emotions, okay? Not one time ever in my four years of college did that conductor 
walk over to that instrument and hand over his baton and have a seat. Not one time. It had permission to have a solo, but it never had permission to be the conductor. It never had permission to tell the other instruments what to do. It never had permission to take over. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you are enjoying these lessons on emotions, go to pbccanapolis.org to purchase Miss Amy's book, Full Disclosure, Real Talk About Real Emotions, today.